Hi people, welcome back to my second podcast this week. I know I took um, a long time without releasing another one and it's never an easy subject. But hey, let's talk about fibroids again. So um, I kind of left you off at how they affected me and how they made me lose weight and... I guess I could just briefly talk about some of the symptoms. I would love to talk about the symptoms that affected me personally, which I do know for sure you can't find uh, on the internet. Like there are some simple symptoms that you will have that affect you as a person and then you can't find them on the internet. So that's like some of the symptoms that I'll talk about. But as we come back, <laughs> I just want to let you know that as you listen into this podcast and um, you do find out maybe you have fibroids or someone you do know has fibroids, someone you do love personally or a close relative, close friends, just make sure that one, take them to a doctor, take them to see a doctor, take them to do a scan and then I think it's called a pelvic MRI. Just take them for further tests till they can confirm, and then um, obviously how how it affected me. Just be there emotionally, physically, banage, physically, and just be willing to listen and to help out and to do all that stuff. Yeah. So while we go down this um, podcast, I just want to let you know that I may get interruptions because I live with my siblings, and if those do occur, just um, can I ignore them? I don't know. We'll just ignore them. <laughs> so yes, um, while we go through this and you listen to this, some of the advice I'd give you, go to registered dietitians because as we go down this road and we just discuss these things, I want to av- advise you and let you know that, man, you change your diet. You change your diet in every possible way you can think of. So you start to eat healthy, um, start to lose all like unnecessary weight because man you're eating healthy so you know your body starts to change and adjust just to like the healthy stuff you're eating but go to like registered dietitians um go to like peer-reviewed research get peer-reviewed research that's like you know research um i don't know how to say it in a nice way but like not nice way it's simpler it's simple way but um say like research has been based off like people having it i think anyways just go to that and then go to reputable websites there are websites out there that just offer things based off i don't know like quarter quarter you know so trust your websites don't trust you can trust the the websites that come off of google but don't trust mr i don't know mr google I don't know. Anyways, don't trust Google and just like trust websites because these have like um, all that stuff that you need to know. So as I come down today, I just um, sort of talking about um, before I can continue talking about this, um, the types of fibroids that are there. You may hear a sound in my mic. I don't know what's wrong with my mic today, but it has a sound. Um, and I sound happier today, cheery, because I figured. If I'm going to get a few listens on this, a few people listening to this, I might as well be positive for them and myself and, you know, just build each other. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so today as we talk, I'm going to just mention the four types of fibroids that are there in the world and then just also let you know which ones I have and had. <laughs> so there's the intra, um, intramural fibroids. These are like the most common. 
they grow within the wall of the uterus and because they can like spread like they can become large so they can they live like easily stretch your uter your womb and you end up looking pregnant people i i used to look three months pregnant i mean it's no joke i went to the doctor and he thought i was pregnant i used to always joke and say it's a rolex baby because girl i could eat i i still can a bit but i can eat i could eat and we'd always joke that i have a rolex baby workouts tons of workouts tons of um planks would never take away that three month baby it was just an annoying port that was there and I'm not saying it's bad, but like that's how I should have known. It should have been a warning sign, but trust me, people, we just we don't think about these things because you know you're you're living your life, you're living your best life. Anyways, we are done with that. The intramural fibroids and they are the sub ooh subserosal fibroids. I've written this down so I can remember them because all I can tell you is that my night inside the intramuscular walls outside and into the uterus so and then the subserosal fibroids this form on the outside of the uterus i also have that had that have <coughs> excuse me uh no don't worry i'm getting a cold so had that <coughs> the reason i always say had is because i'm moving in faith that they will they have disappeared so yeah i'm those faith people and then the pit pedunculated fibroids just develop a stem a slender base that supports the tumor so remember when when you hear me say tumor it's because fibroids are tumors they are tumors that have formulated in our bodies in our uteruses annoying tumors that need to go but these ones will like form a stem so they'll literally look like um plants a flower with its stem which is so ugly i don't have that then the sub uh, sub uh, sub whatever these ones um the middle muscle layer or um, i have that one as well so they form in the uh the muscle layer of the um, uterus so what i have basically is this um one on the outside of my uterus not i had what i had was this because they shrunk they were over 10 or over 14 actually so i had like tiny babies around my outside of my uterus tiny baby fibroids inside my uterus and humongous fibroids in the walls so either way all the surgeries which which have names by the way they're like the my uh, my most yeah guys these things me i don't even care like i don't really listen to the names eh? i i'm like okay just in layman tell me what this is that's what i tell the doctors actually my favorite uh general doctor is called dr paul wandera so i'm like okay in general terms every time i go there for a checkup uh before going to the guy i'm like okay in t general terms what i'm like what have what have i messed up how have i messed up how have i screwed up and he's always trying to break down things for me so to break down things for you if i was going to have surgery the first time i um discovered i had fibroids it was going to be a form a matter of take them on the outside go on the outside take those out close me up 
wait for me to go back inside again take the ones in the inside of the uterus out take it around take them out and then this time go you know just using invasive ways not not invasive like <coughs> doctors invasive non-invasive ways and then go for the, the 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 ones that were in the muscles which were going for invasive ways invest invasive ways but trying to make sure that um they don't um damage me you know at the end of the day so um that's what the doctors were doing uh, that's what the doctors wanted to do and like i said earlier in my first podcast i'm a person who works out i'm just i'm not ready to be down for a few days back up you see i already have a cold right now but i'm already thinking of when do i get done so that i can go back and just um you know get back into working out so that's me that's me as a person so that's that's what i had i still say had because when i went to the lady in kampala uganda called christine animal i went on a strict diet like i said and the ones on the outside disappeared the ones on the inside disappeared the ones that were in the walls i think i had five and the smallest was about um four centimeters so those said vanishing the biggest was um the doctor always held up my phone i i had i have an iphone 7 plus so he would like he would say that's the size of the biggest and then at one point it went beyond eight centimeters i think there's a time it went to 11 centimeters and he said you're literally it feels like a size of like a growing baby but come on it shrunk it shrunk and it's it's shrinking it shrunk and like i said my face makes me believe that it's shrinking and excuse me and um i have a cold guys i'm so sorry i recorded this when i had a cold so like i was saying um i know some of you may come at me or ask oh so why do you speak and say oh by faith um it has gone or this that like the emotional like the emotional stuff i went through psychological stuff physical torture and all that just made me have hope that you know these things would go and having seen it come from over 14 now the reason why i say over 14 is because they counted over 10 over 14 actually and then they just wrote over 10 because they got tired of counting i had a disco light like there were disco lights in my interest so when i say i'm speaking like this it's because i've come from having so many and just having them disappear having more than 90 percent of them disappear so i i i had i had to hold on to something and that for me that was hope hope that they are vanishing and um that's why you're going to hear me say all these things at different times oh so um i wrote down i went and did some research on like some of the causes of fibroids and um these ones came up with like three causes and obviously i have my other causes in mind which is dieting what we eat especially like african women our food that's like high in calories carbs oh my goodness you not calories i mean like high in carbs guys our food eh? um 
my goodness it it affects us so much so so much and i know so many like so many doctors will say oh that's not true but when you when they see you take out these foods these starchy foods and stuff they'll be like and then they shrink they're like okay maybe maybe it's one of the factors but it is a factor you know you we have to all agree at one point and um i know a doctor paul listens to this and says no i don't agree with it but we have to agree at one point that it is true you know this food does affect us it w- once we take it out there's so many changes that happen to our body that are so positive the healing is so oh my goodness <clears throat> ladies it's a lot for the men who are listening in on this <clears throat> if you have sisters wives girlfriends friends guys the food has an effect on us like and it helps to know this because then you can help whoever you're helping in your family with this. So online, um, and just like off research, <clears throat> it says some of the causes are family history. Now I kinda I would have agreed with that, but um, when you listen to um, family history on my end of the family, I think it's there. Not I think, it's there. My aunt has it. And <laughs> the reason I'm laughing like this is because that aunt of mine, my mom's sister, so on in our culture, she's my young mother. Like, me and her are, like, good friends. Not, like, our good friends. We're always giving each other um, exercising tips and, and all that. So it is family history that affects us. And then the other thing is hormones. Uh, I agree with this. The doctors have said hormones do affect us. Guys, I'm smiling because my brother said something funny. Um, but hormones affect women. And this is the um, estrogens and progesterones are produced, that are produced by the ovaries. Um, these cause the uterus, um, what? Uterine lining to regenerate during each menstrual cycle and may stimulate the growth. So they say may, but it does actually stimulate the growth because I think one of the major things that they've been talking about on this journey for me is, oh, balance up your hormones, balance up your hormones. So they've been giving me drugs. Um, I, I said drugs, but it's herbal medicine. That has really been just, a lot of it has been to balance my hormones and um, even some of the things they told me just don't get too stressed because you know your hormonal levels just vary don't get you know don't work yourself too much it's true man don't work yourself too much you may die like who's going who's going to take care of you but you know things like that that affect the the body in itself once our hormonal balance is, our, once our hormones are imbalanced, then it leads to the growth. It does stimulate the growth. And I know some people can say, that's a lie. Well, kind of check yourself. Not check it. If you have it, check yourself like the next six months. Just have somewhere where you record these things and see how you're doing. You know, it always helps. Then this one made me laugh. Pregnancy. I would say it's interesting how I've never pregnant. But. Um, it increases the production of estrogen and uh, progesterone, which, like I said earlier, like I've just said actually, stimulate the growth of the growth of these things. Um, so, some of the other reasons, like I've just told you, are um, diet. Our diet is a major issue for us. 
um, and it's something we should look into, look at as we fight these these um, fibroids. Diet's a big issue here. So those are the causes, and uh, that's just it. Uh, yeah. So who is at risk when this happens? The people at risk here are pregnant women, <laughs> family history, women above 30, um, high body weight, which is people who are obese or like, yo, it's above your body mass index. But this last thing um, that says who else is at risk is something that many people, many scholars have argued about, and, but the numbers don't lie. Um, in the US, they'll say African-American. In Africa, we will say African women. And this is so true. So many of us, you, so many of us are at risk um, of getting fibroids. It's not a common uh, um, issue in countries abroad, but it's common for us here. So that's it. Uh, you guys are just good, like a big, you know, that let's go from my dad. Even my dad is like, he's the best. He's the best thing that ever happened to me. You know what, my dad and mom, I have to put them on the same level because I love them both. <laughs> so, um, yeah, those are the things. And um, uh, I know many of us are going to argue. Doctors are actually always shocked when, um, you know, for young girls above below 30. Like, I, I was diagnosed at a young age and they were shocked that I had it, you know. It, it normally starts occurring in women who are above 30. And then one one said it also occurs if women haven't say giving birth, but also when they have say giving birth, they will occur. So it's just so many issues. No one has like definite things to point at, but one thing's for certain there are so many factors that can cause it. So many people who are at risk, even mothers who are pregnant, she just wants um the dietitian, the dietitian that I was having said, once you lose yourself and start eating badly, you can't get fibroids. And the problem is there are foods that make them grow so fast and, and so they are fighting for space, oxygen in the uterus with your child. And that can cause issues for your child. A friend of mine said sometimes you're worried that the child will come out retarded because they are fighting for space in the uterus. It's like so many things in there. So, um, yeah, there's just also benefit. Um, I know people are going to feel like, oh, you're attacking us, you know. I, I don't attack anyone when it comes to weight. Uh, but these are some of the causes. We, if we are below body mass index, above body mass index, that means once you're above body mass index, then you, you, you have a high body weight. And so it's easy for them to attack, for them to grow. Um, so we need to check that as well. Um, yeah, history for me. I, it's a shocker just thinking about my aunt. But my aunt has five kids, guys. Five kids, eh? <laughs> you know, I actually thought I'm going to have six kids. I'm going to have six kids, and then I, 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 I finished college, and I said I'm going to have four kids. You know, I'm, I'm going to have four kids and adopt two to make six kids because I, I i want one and even uh, an even number two i want enough kids i mean i come from a family of 10 <laughs> i'm even like having six kids minus four and then 
the doctors give me this and I say, okay, I'm going to have four kids. I'm going to have twins twice. I'm going to make sure I have twins twice. Uh, so my aunt is saying, you know, you ha- need to have them now. Funniest thing is, if people tell you to have kids, even doctors, it's easy to say it. Guys, it is so hard, you know. You grow up, you, you literally pass through, you know, pass through that risky stage, being young, being... being I, 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 I wasn't those teenagers who are risky, but being young at university, uh, college, and you're thinking, oh, I shouldn't have, I sh- I'm not going to have kids, I, I shouldn't have, you know, I should always make sure I'm keeping myself safe and stuff like that. And then after that, you, you reach a point, and now you feel like you're not really at that point you want to have kids, but you're at the point where it's okay to have kids, and they're telling you, you either have kids now or you can't. But even trying to have them now, you're going to struggle to get pregnant. And you're thinking, wow, wow. How life slaps you, not with lemons, <laughs> but with like a hard back of the hand slap across the cheek. Wow, wow. Anyways, that's it. Um, right now, I have one that's where at the entrance um that's what's it it called it's at um (laughs) i keep forgetting what these things are you know i'm now talking and then when i when i finish uploading this podcast then i'll remember these things this is so weird um it's just as you go you know what let me just direct this out like people who direct um people who people who direct uh, taxi drivers or people giving directions it as you go into the opening of the uterus for me it's just there so even um, the doctor was telling me it would be hard to get pregnant right now you'd have to try and try and try and try and try to get pregnant but it will be hard and then when you do <laughs> Like I said, we now have to be worried because one, you're going to be high high risk pregnancy. Two, we're going to make sure that you know it's just of getting the baby. And three, the thing about fibroids is they just how do I say this in a good way? They take all the like that that they're literally competing with your child. Imagine your um, if any of you fast track runners, you're on a track running and you're competing with someone else. But you're stronger than them, you're faster than them, you're better than them. And then they just start to slowly overtake you. First of all, you're focused on the end goal, so you're going, but you see them. You literally see them ahead of you. That's what fibroids do. The child is stronger. The child, you know, it's connected directly to the mother. But everything you feed yourself, that fibroid, you're feeding it, you know. So it has to get stronger. It has to get bigger. It has to compete for space. It has to compete for everything in the uterus. So some some people say you're competing for two things. And when you have fibroids and you get pregnant, very few. It's very rare for them to for you to push it out because there's so many risks with it. So they have to have C-section, and I'm not against C-section. Like I said, I didn't see my life having these options. I by the way, I saw my life being limitless. <laughs> my life having everything i wanted and then life like i said backslap pop here we go so some, some of the things i'm going to talk about yeah 
are things that we'll explore and talk about later on so you're going to see like online you're going to hear about painful periods heavy menstruation irregular period menstruation sporting lower back pains pelvic pains uh, pain in the abdomen guys this thing is they are so true now i'm going to just take you on one of my own journeys that will kind of give you a heads up or something like not a heads up but they'll give you actually they should give you a, a visual of what would happen to me on my period now um i stand up like no i wake up obviously uh when i'm on my period my body just somehow curls into that whole cuddling posture so i'd wake up to go to the toilet and the moment i release pressure relieve pressure off my in my bladder boom i can't walk i i get such a sharp pain in my inner thigh and then a cramp that now why i know it's a cramp i've i've felt cramps before i've played sports i've felt cramps I get such a painful cramp and pain, sharp pain in my thigh. That when people tell you they can feel, but they can't move, they're not joking. You can't move. I could not move. I hate talking about this thing because my eyes tear up. But we need to get to letting people know these things. So we are going with this. Um, I, I literally, I feel like I'm walking down memory lane and... <laughs> so painful so painful a journey i don't like moving but we are hopeful we <laughs> i'm saying all these things that i stopped crying guys sorry i have to pause a bit <laughs> uh. yeah and back so it would be such a painful cramp and sharp pain in my side and then from there you you can't move because then you feel like something has shifted inside you know but then you try <laughs> this is so hard to talk about but I'm talking about it so I can help people out there you can help women out there so uh yeah so you can't walk <laughs> this is from pain by the way um so every time i knew it would happen because i'd spot for two to three days and the moment it would happen i would not even a period has come it's just spotting and the pain would start so i spot for two to three days and then um you get the cramp in the morning um then after that <laughs> um normally my uh, my brothers or i would just bend and walk myself out to the bathroom to a point where um, so whenever this would happen, whenever I, I when I said realizing this pains were intensifying because the fibroids are growing, I say I go into my parents' room to 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 pee because then I knew like oh if I'm there I'm going to call them you know because 
sometimes my siblings are sleeping and you have to pee like early in the morning 4am <laughs> 5am anyways you go there and I, so the only thing I do is at first I gather all the strength I have to get out of the toilet and then just get to the floor and just try and so because you don't have strength you can't shout and just try and make a noise for my dad and mom to wake up and so they'd come and uh oh bless my father's soul <laughs> he'd carry me guys i'm i'm just saying i i i'm not i wasn't the lightest person in this world <laughs> but he'd carry me back to my bed and then you'd have to make sure you're holding me gently and they're not painful steps or hush rush steps because with every step you make i feel the pain in my body oh i haven't felt this i haven't gone down this road in months so excuse the teary eyes and the tears memories bring back oh goodness anyways so they put me in my bed and then i i don't always remind them i just say give me give me an hour give me an hour to gather myself before we got the hospital and the moment they but we they never got to that because the moment they put me down then i'd start throwing up i'd start throwing up and um i i'm telling you it feels like there's a shift in in your uterus your uterus is imagine they're shifting something it's hard to imagine because if you've never felt this pain it's hard but imagine they're shifting something in your body and you feel everything that's what happens and then the cramps would intensify and because i was also treating endometriosis i'd have like i'd feel like my stomach is tearing from something from a wall so all these pains would be there. And I remember the first time it happened, I didn't even know. I blacked out, out of it. Because of that pain, I just blacked out and woke up. I remember I was um, with my ex at that time. And my boyfriend at the time with my ex. <laughs> and I blacked out and was so freaked out because he didn't know what to do. He, like, it had never happened to me, so he didn't know what to do. And he rushed me to the hospital and we get there. It just gave me painkillers and I felt better but just blacking out that's that's a pain that would happen the pain was so excruciating you black out it's so silly how people anyways guys do not joke do not ridicule do not criticize women when they tell you that uh, they're suffering with this because everyone has a different path they are taking and this, this stuff is painful. Your, your body, my body can take pain but my body never took that pain. It just, I would have months where I just, every time it happens I black out from the pain and wake up when we're at the hospital. Anyway, so when I get to the hospital they just, immediately take my uh, put me on IVs and then take my pressure because um 
so many times it would happen, my pressure would go down. So I would start dropping and they'd have to, you know, just make sure it's up. You know, you don't want your pressure up. You don't want it down. <laughs> but then the doctor would say, I'd rather have it up than down. <laughs> because down, then, you know, you have to do a lot to bring it up. And the person is in excruciating pain. Um... The issue, the other, so that's, that's it. I would just have to go to the hospital and then just be there. And they always give me painkillers that were so strong. They took such a huge toll on my body. Guys, it would be three days, but I would lose my, my friend did, did, my American friend did like a math equation of three kilograms is seven pounds. I'd lose more than that. I'd lose more than that. I'm I'm uh, five nine. If people, if you've seen me, I'm five nine. And for five nine to go to fifty kilograms, you're already below your body mass index. But that period when they grew, the reason why they intensified over the years, those years, is they were growing. And during that period, I came from eighty. Excuse me, I came from eighty five kilograms. To 50 kilograms within a span of six months and i was going guys i know i was treat i was on treatment but i was going i was just losing weight rapidly oh because i would gain the weight i'd gain i'd like lose five six kilograms in three days and then try and gain them back in try and gain them back in what in three weeks only for the next period to come and you're losing five kilograms, so you're losing the losing the two that you gained and losing another extra three. So you just it's just downward spiral. So anyways, what I even say to do is just go to the gym, build a muscle, <laughs> because I mean, on on this side, my gynecologist is telling me a body mass index. You need to to maintain that. My um um the teacher is telling me, okay, you need to eat healthy. I I'm just a picky eater. I know. So I'd eat particular healthy things that they told me and just stick to those. And then my herbalist is telling me, okay, losing weight, we need to add up on some of the things you're taking. So she's adding me things. And I'm like, man, you guys. And then, oh, yeah, they're still intensifying. And the funniest thing is they started intensifying when I was like, when I say treating them. They were bad before. They were so bad. But they became worse. And that... I feel like, okay, I've talked too much. So that's where we're going to end this podcast for. from. But I just want to tell everyone there, it gets worse before it gets better. Trust me. I don't know how many times I... Saying this, I don't know how many times I told myself that when I was on those hospital beds. That it gets better, it gets worse before it gets better, and that's that's what you should always remember. It gets worse before it gets better. You heal, women heal before they become better. So, so that's it for today. <laughs> I have my sister Gloria here. Who will join us by the sooner or later on this podcast um, to share something? But um, yeah, um, if you're out there and you're struggling with it, don't worry. 
just remind yourself and always sing it's all going to be all right that's that's the line i used to sing to myself it's going to be all right it's going to be all right because at the end of the day these things go it 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 ends and it it does become okay it does become all right so thank you for listening in this was a long one I'm, I was, I'm still excited and still hopeful. Um, the road, the road to recovery is never an easy one because we are faced with so many things, so much doubt and then heart and then despair and then <laughs> you you will reach a point and you want to give up, but don't. I mean, I don't know how many times I've wanted to give up and have a hysterectomy or what, <laughs> whatever, uh, whatever it's called. But yeah. Don't give up. It will get better. Thank you for listening in. I will see you on the next podcast. Bye.